0: Lecture topic 29th Ramadan Zohar Bismillahirrahmanirrahim We discussed the first three actions from this kitab, four actions to acquire the friendship of Allah Ta'ala. The first action was keeping a beard to the extent of one first length, not shaving it or trimming it to below that length. If it is not going to that length on its own, then then obviously that's not an issue but not to shave it or trim it below a first length. That was the first action. The second was to keep the garments above the ankles, all garments, for males. And the third was protecting and guarding the gaze. Now is the fourth action, protecting the heart. Together with protecting the gaze, it is also necessary to protect the heart. Some people protect the gaze of the eyes, but do not protect the gaze of the heart. This means that they protect the eyes from casting lustful glances, but they do not protect the heart from thinking of beautiful faces. By means of such thoughts and imaginations, they derive haram pleasure. One should understand well that this is also haram. Allah Taala declares, "Ya Allah Taala knows the deception of the eyes and the secrets of the hearts. Allah Taala is aware of the haram pleasure that you derive in your heart. One Buzruk states, "Choria Ankoki or Sino Keral, Jantahe Tu ebe niyaz that the deceptions of the eye and the secrets of the heart you are all aware, or oh, the most independent one it is not sinful if the previous sins come to mind rather it is sinful to bring these thoughts to mind what is being meant here is that if that involuntary thought comes to mind one is waswasa of vaswasa of shaitan This is his full-time job. He's got no other job. His full-time job is to whisper vaswasa and to try and create some problem in the heart, to try and distract the heart. A vaswasa a person is not accountable for. That's not in his control. But the point is that there is a moment where a person becomes conscious. Maybe if in that one moment he got carried away by some waswasa But it is not that he will indefinitely be lost in something he is not even realizing He becomes aware sometimes within one second Sometimes a few seconds But he becomes aware that this was not for me to be engaging in This thought is from Shaitan. So up to the point that, that waswasa came that was involuntary but as soon as that realization came, that he realized, he was, became aware that this thought is in my mind now, this is wrong. That now is no more involuntary. Now from that point onwards, it is in his control. And that is the time now to suppress whatever the desire of the nafs is to continue thinking in that manner and to turn the heart away from it. So the vasvasa, if a person ignores it, he rejects it in that manner, does not pay attention to it, then there can be a thousand vasvasas that come, but if he did what he was supposed to do, it will not harm him in any way, it cannot harm him. But if he pays attention to it, he gives some thought to it deliberately, that's now going to harm him, that's going to engulf the heart in darkness. and. When that darkness starts engulfing the heart then the heart is now going to start thinking of further dark aspects. Meaning it's going to start getting into thinking further of evil and the heart is king. So when the heart is going to be engulfed in darkness and the heart is going to be thinking in a negative manner then sooner or later it's going to propel the body in that direction. So to take the eyes in that direction is going to move the feet in that direction one thing after another so that is the very serious matter that where a person now deliberately brings such thoughts to mind and he continues engaging his mind in them If an evil thought comes to mind one will not be taken to task for it however when an evil thought comes it is haram to thereafter entertain that thought by thinking further about it or to deliberately think of past sins and derive pleasure from it or to plot committing a sin in the future These aspects will incur the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. Another severe harm of thinking evil is that the desire to commit sins is intensified As a result, there is great danger that one will be physic- become physically involved in sin May Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from these haram actions. By the barakah of being protected from these sins, it will inshallah become easy to remain safe from all other sins. This aspect about the waswasa, one is waswasa of this nature. Waswasa of now some sin, some vice, shaitan whispers something in the heart to now look at some evil, to go to some evil place. So that's one kind of vasvasa. <coughs> the ilaj and the, the way to deal with that has been discussed simply to ignore it. Likewise, there is vasvasa regarding other aspects. For example, many a person becomes very perturbed when some waswasa of riya, for example, comes. Now one is Riyah, where a person is doing some action and the intention in the heart is deliberately there that he is trying to impress somebody with this. So he is doing some good action, he is performing Salah, he is making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he is doing some other good action but in the heart it is there, it is lurking that somebody is watching Oh, somebody is going to be passing just now. I hope he takes notice. And therefore, I'm going to do this very well so he becomes impressed. Now, that is obviously Riyah. It's a very, very serious sin. It's what it was mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Man salla mura'in faqad ashraqa billah. The one who has performed salah out of Riyah, he has committed shirk. There's no more salah that has become shirk. And likewise, other amal have been mentioned similarly. That the person who performs that amal but out of riyah, that has become shirk. So that is a very, very dangerous thing. That is shirkul khafi. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam warned the ummah against us that among the things that I fear most for my ummah is the shirkul khafi, this very, very subtle and silent shirk. And this is the shirk of riyah. So it's not the shirk that takes a person out of iman. But it's very dangerous. So in any case, that is obviously a major sin and a major problem. But one is that initial waswasa, so the waswasa, that whisper of shaitan, that waswasa is a waswasa. As long as the riya is by an intention that a person has intended this, what he's intended that I must be, somebody who is watching must become impressed to show it off to somebody there is that element of wanting that person's attention now that is obviously Riya but the thought that came that so and so is seeing he may become impressed or that person is observing and he might think I'm a very good person that's a waswasa. The thing is immediately to counter that with a positive thoughts. To start off with that itself is not Riyadh. That is waswasa of Riyadh. Likewise, there's waswasa of Takabur. The there's Vaswasa of Hasad. There's waswasa of various things. Shaitan, that's the first level. Now, Shaitan whispered some waswasa in the mind. That now that person has got this Ne'amad, but he shouldn't have had it. Now, that's the waswasa. But if the person immediately stopped right there and he rejected this thought Astaghfirullah How can I be wishing ill for my brother? How can I be thinking in this? Allah Ta'ala's gift to him Allah Ta'ala's gift for me to think in this manner this is objecting against Allah Ta'ala Now he's countering the waswasa Now the waswasa itself cannot harm a person If he just stopped right there that too was sufficient But if he just left it right there and the second time round it came again, the vasvastava came again and then the third time but each time he rejected it, to stopped right there but it leaves some little residue out of that and this keeps building up over time then suddenly he gets washed away in that so what is necessary is not just to stop there, though that was involuntary He's not accountable for it That cannot harm him That is not a sin in any way But he must counter it with a positive thought Now it will clean his heart out And it will uproot any Little iota of it that got left behind also So now when he's thinking in this manner How could I have... Now that was involuntary But he's still chastising himself How could I have thought in that manner? And I should be thinking, well, so now he is making some dua for the person. Allah Ta'ala give him barakah in this Na'mat, Allah Ta'ala increase it. So now when he counted this thought of this, this Waswasa of Hasad in this way, he let alone just cleaned it out and uprooted it, when he will do this a few times, every time Shaitan whispered this, Shaitan will stop whispering it too. Says, this person is not just not accepting what I'm saying, I'm putting Waswasa in his mind, that waswasa that I am putting is becoming a means of him even making dua for his brother. I rather would him put the waswasa. So, Shaitan too is a very clever fellow. He is not in any way wanting some good to come out. So, now if by trying to tempt somebody towards some wrong, if that is becoming a catalyst for the person to do some good, Shaitan is going to stop putting that waswasa also. It's not out of any compassion for anyone. It out of hoping that this doesn't become a catalyst for good. So now that's what we have to do. Any vasvasa, that's what we have to do to counter it in a way that that became, so to say, firewood. That vasvasa became firewood. How? What we did with the firewood. Firewood is beneficial when it's burned. Now that firewood was burned, set fire to it, now that fire came alight, somebody now wants to take some heat out of it, it's a cold day So now it becomes very comforting But when? When he burnt it He set fire to that wood Now it's giving its benefit Now it became a source of benefit for him Now he's getting the heat out of it Somebody cooked some food oil on top of it So many benefits will be able to be taken from this fire But when? When that wood was burned but he takes that same wood now, and he is now carrying it along, putting some on his head, some in his hands, and some on his back. It will break his back. It will, it will crush him under its burden. So likewise, when these wasavis come, a person now is gathering them, and he's giving thought to them, and he's walking along with them, he'll get crushed under this. It's going to sooner or later, then taking him deeper and he's going to start deliberately then engaging his mind but if he immediately counters it he responds to it that waswasa was now to look at some haram so now he immediately waswasa well is waswasa and anybody the Waswasa can occur to can occur to the most pious person too. wasawis can come to anybody wa laqad hammat wa hamma لَوْلَا Arraa burhan rabbi But the pious servants of Allah Ta'ala immediately counter it in a way that takes them closer to Allah Ta'ala. So now this is the meaning of burning that firewood when he crushed that, when he counted it, he counted it with that positive thought. Now that thought came, that waswasa came to look at something haram, to listen to something haram. To speak something evil, to make some riba, uh, he suppressed the nafs at that time. That was a waswasah. Uh, he suppressed the nafs. One is that mujahada. There is a mujahada involved in that. So now he's already getting rewarded for that mujahada. And then now he is addressing himself, like the discussions we've been having. He is chastising himself. He is scolding himself. Have you got no shame? Can't you? Think for yourself Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat and you want to use it in this way. This is a very, very effective aspect to be always <coughs> undertaking. This is what then, now he's converted this waswasa into a positive for himself because now this mujahada took him closer to Allah Ta'ala. This self chastisement, this is what? This is muhasaba. And this is taking account of himself, how can you do this, this is wrong, this is displeasing Allah Ta'ala, this is shameless, when he is doing this, when he is chastising himself, this will build up those qualities within him, that shame will grow, when he is chastising, how can you do this, this is shameless, once, twice, five times, twenty times in the day he said it, he will become more conscious of what is shameful and to stay away from things that are shameful. So now that was the waswasah of Shaitan. What he did? He suppressed it. He countered it. Now this was burning up this firewood. Now when he burnt up the fire, this is what's now developing this fire of taqwa in the heart. Why is he count, countering it? This was a waswasah that was now that nafs was wanting to take some enjoyment out of this. Some haram pleasure, some waswasah of some evil, some waswasah of some sin. Some past sin. And now the nafs wanted to derive some haram pleasure out of this. So now the nafs, that's the nafs's. So the nature of the nafs. is always trying to extract some haram pleasure somewhere. So now he's countering it. All this is happening deep down in his heart. Unlike many actions which are done externally, physically. Somebody can see now what this person is doing. So somebody might now get impressed with it. Who knows what's going on in his heart. Now why is he doing this? Why is he suppressing that? Why is he making that mujahada? That nafs is pulling in one direction but he's pulling in the other direction. This tug of war that's happening within him only he knows, Allah ta'ala knows. Now why is he doing this? So Allah is watching also, Allah is aware that he's doing this for me. He's doing this because he wants to become closer to me. So is Allah ta'ala not going to reward that. Is Allah not going to fill that heart with noor. This is a mujahada, and mujahada, one is mujahada of the amal, external amal, which brings tremendous noor. Greater than that is the noor that comes from the mujahada of the heart. And this mujahada of the heart, when these waswasas come, these temptations come and a person is suppressing it. Now this is suppressing it from Haram. the noor that comes. From the mujahada to refrain from haram, far surpasses the nur of all the nawafil. The nawafil also bring tremendous nur in the heart, but the mujahada of suppressing haram, haram desires, breaking those desires, slaughtering those desires. Hazrat used to say, a "Word, tamanna, jaha dekar mila." Dil mein ملتا, This word khun e tamanna in Hazard's poetry used to come over and over again in his bawais, etc and many great ulama, senior ulama we said Hazard we heard this for the first time from you this, this terminology Hune e tamanna literally translated in Urdu you see, when somebody has been murdered Somebody has been slaughtered, murdered. So you say So now that khun et Tamanna khun et tamanna the Haram desires were slaughtered. So now this haram desires are being slaughtered. let's explain that <coughs> when the horizon turns red in the morning, when it is closer to sun, sunrise, first you just see a redness appearing across the horizon. And when that redness appears across the horizon, that then becomes a sign that very soon now the sun is going to rise. But before the sun rises, when there's still no redness in the horizon, there's no sign that the sun is going to rise here. But that is now as the horizon turns red, soon thereafter you see the whole bright sun coming up. So likewise, let's say, when a person keeps slaughtering his haram desires so this turns the heart red with the blood of those haram desires and now when the heart has turned red with the blood of the haram desires, so now this too is like that horizon that turned red. This heart turning red with the blood of the haram desires is a sign that soon now the sun of Marifat is going to rise in his heart. This is now the sign that soon the son of Ma'rifat, of Allah wa ta'ala, is going to rise in his heart. But it will require first reddening that heart with that khuna tamanna. This couplet says jaha dekar, jaha dekar jaha, the word jaha means the world. So jaha dekar mila dil mein, wo jane jaha mujhko. I gave the whole world, then I got in my heart the creator of the world. بَحَوَدْ Not one two With a lot of خُونِ With a lot of slaughtering of those haram desires Then this became the means of gaining Allah So this is not something to become perturbed about Why did the waswasa come? If the waswasa came a thousand times too The waswasa as long as it stops at the level of waswasa and that is Shaitan's job, but the point is, as mentioned, that when a person will keep suppressing those desires, he'll keep making khune tamanna, then gradually Shaitan too will stop whispering this. Because Shaitan's effort is to take a person away from Allah. And now Shaitan is saying, every time I'm providing this firewood, he's burning it and cooking his food on it. He is cooking it and he is taking the benefit of the heat from it I rather don't give him the firewood I don't want to give him benefit Shaitan doesn't want to give anybody any benefit Shaitan wants to cause destruction, he wants to cause harm Now the person is using what he is trying to harm him with He is using that for benefit So all Shaitan's effort is going to waste So he's not going to stop, He's going to start Now oh, leave this person aside so that's what's required. That's what's necessary to do. That a person keeps countering it. So now one is that Vaswasa that came and he just left it. He didn't engage it, but he just left it. It will leave some residue behind. Like the accidental glance. So the accidental glance is forgiven. It's accidental. Accidental means in that one mo- moment. It's not that the first look, some say the first look. Some are the first look, so he didn't stop looking, says so still the first look. <laughs> so that's all shaitan's traps now, and shaitan's deception. That second moment is a second look. That second moment is already the second look. So that first accidental glance is forgiven, but a person should make istighfar on that too he should make istighfar of that as well Prophet Allah used to say that in that in that accidental glance in that moment also the nafs take something you see that a fly this is the example hazrat used to give the fly goes and sits on some mitai, some sweetmeat shop now is there you see in India this used to be a very common thing that they used to mention that a person went to buy something so now he thought it was a something was sprinkled with some whatever so he asked the person that particular mitai. so he said which one, he shook his hand so all what he thought was sprinkled all flew away <laughs> so it was all filled with flies on top of it so the point is, he says that, that fly now when it came and sat on that mitai, and that syrup was on it and then it flew away so now it took away something in that moment very minute, very very minute but what it took away, I see in time, if you give it enough time, whatever time, few thousand years to maybe, but in time, that little at a time that it will take away, it will also be able to open a mitai shop someday. How much it will take away over time, it will also be able to sell mitai someday. Who's going to buy it, Allah knows. But So in any case, the point is that it took something very minute, you can't see it, it's very, very, very minute but it took something. So likewise the nafs is taking something and one should never ever be carefree about the nafs One should never ever be carefree about the nafs. Always treat the nafs with great suspicion. ये farishta bhi ho jaye, usse rehna. It says, Nafse this Nafse there is, you can never trust it, never ever trust it. If this becomes an angel also, if this nafs some day just woke up and said, from now I'm no more nafs, from now I've become angel, I've become angelic. It says even if it becomes angelic, you be suspicious of the nafs. This is the one place where Gumani And harboring suspicions is not just permissible, it's necessary. Whose nafs? Not somebody else's. Our own. To always treat our own nafs with great amount of suspicion. And therefore to check and double check. What is really motivating me to do this? What I want to say? What I want to do? Is this from my nafs? So the nafs must always be held with great suspicion. Never ever trust the nafs. So the nafs, the nafs will grab wherever it can, some slight but here, there, everywhere, but then in time now, this is all adding up, it's adding up, the person is feeling, but I'm not doing anything wrong. But this is adding up and it is building up a strength in the nafs. And then Allah forbid, one moment comes and that nafs has now overpowered the person. So therefore, even on that accidental glance, there should be istighfar. That's not sinful, he's not accountable, but that istighfar will clear that whatever came in the nafs in the heart, that little dust and dirt, it will clear that up, it will avoid this build up, which then becomes a major problem. So these wasavis are not things to become perturbed by because it's not in one's control the Tanweer, Rahmatullah is principle and usul. What is involuntary don't don't you don't fall behind that. Meaning, don't bother your time and effort in worrying about what's involuntary, what's not in your control, or what is beyond your capacity, which is not in the control of insan. And what is in your control, what is in your ability, don't ever neglect taking care of that. So what's not in your control, what you're not accountable for, why are you falling behind that? So the vasfasa is vasfasa. Don't pay attention to it, ignore it. And when it's ignored, but together with ignoring it, to counter it with these kind of positive thoughts. Depending what the waswasah was, accordingly will be the method of countering it. What is the opposite of what the waswasah is all about. So, when a person will continue suppressing these wasawis in this manner, just countering them, this will build up the fire of taqwa in his heart. The muhabbat of Allah. Because he's doing all this for Allah ta'ala. He's not doing it for anybody else. Nobody else can see what's going on. This is something deep down in his heart. Allah is aware. Allah is watching. Allah will reward this. Allah will fill that heart with noor, and this is that noor that then generates that muhabbat of Allah Taala, that ishq of Allah Taala, because all this is happening for Allah Taala. So this should never become an issue that why this thought came in the mind. We know where it came from It came from none other than Shaitan That evil thought We have to do whatever work is Don't pay attention to that But don't fall into Continuing that thought May Allah Ta'ala protect us And save us from these haram actions By the barakah of being protected From these sins It will inshallah become easy To remain safe from all other sins. As mentioned right at the beginning that this is not ever claimed to be everything but this is what the conclusion as it has explained that by protecting oneself from these sins, the barakah of being protected from these sins will inshallah make it easy to remain safe from all other sins. one muraqaba mentioned here, apart from the other muraqabas that we had discussed. This muraqaba is to protect one's good deeds from being destroyed by vanity, by thinking great about oneself, by thinking this is my achievement. All this now destroys the good. So now this is a very important muraqaba to protect oneself from that. The person embarks on some good cause, he is now taking the step forward to try and improve his deen, he is becoming more conscious of his salah, he is making tilawat more now. So shaitan now uses another angle to try and destroy this. And the angle that shaitan uses is now to puff him up with pride, to puff him up with vanity. MashaAllah, I have done so much. As soon as that mashaAllah, we start saying for ourselves, that's also a time to say Inna lillah. When we start thinking good about ourselves, that is the start of the decline. As soon as a person starts thinking, I have done something, I have moved ahead, I have proved. One is sugar, alhamdulillah, that we have to continue making sugar. Sugar must be always made. But this is also part of the same muraqaba The muraqaba is of this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Ma asabaka min hasanatin fa Allah. Ma asabaka min hasanatin fa Allah. Whatever good reaches you, it is from Allah. It's nobody's personal doing, nobody's achievements. Allah tell tawfiq. So, to meditate over this, ponder over it. This is from Allah Ta'ala alone And to remind oneself, repeatedly remind oneself This is purely Allah Ta'ala's grace. grace Purely His mercy It's no achievement of mine If I was left to myself, Allah forbid where I would have been it's Allah Ta'ala's grace So one is shukr, But shukr must continue One should To feel happy over a good deed Is a dictate of Iman Allah Ta'ala blessed somebody with a tawfiq of doing something good. Ma إذا Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that if your good pleases you, pleases you, that this is Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala made this possible. Somebody gives us a gift. Now, somebody suddenly was given a gift. His father gave a gift. Somebody gave a gift. One gift came a car. So now he got a car, his first car. So will he be happy over it or not? He'll be happy, obviously, somebody gave him a car. But will he start thinking, this is my achievement? And he starts boasting about it that, look at my achievement. If that becomes known now to his father that now he's boasting about it as if he worked hard for it, it was his sweat and blood that he now saved up the money, he might decide to take it back. This is a very ungrateful fellow. So any person with any level of intelligence too, little intelligence as well, will never ever think of this as something of his achievement, he'll be grateful, if he has some understanding he'll be very grateful, but he'll feel happy about it. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with a tawfiq of some righteousness, to feel happy over it, happiness is something else, pride is a different matter, vanity is a separate issue, happiness is a requirement on the note that this is Allah Ta'ala's gift it's Allah Ta'ala's taufiq not mine so is sarrat hasanatuk wa sa'at ka sayyatuk and if your sins grieve you insan is insan, he fell somewhere but he wasn't unconcerned it put him in grief he is now wetting the musalla crying in repentance to Allah Ta'ala this is a sign that the iman is alive but if that, whatever happened, happened. It was a sin, disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. But it didn't even bother him. It's a very dangerous level. It shows that that Iman has come to such a low ebb. That now the life is already ebbing out of it. So, the... The muraqaba is, ma أَصَابَكَ min حَسَنَةٍ Allah. So to become happy on the note of shukr. That is fine, that is necessary in fact. But as soon as a person starts regarding it as his achievement, starts feeling proud over it, this is what I did, this was my effort, then that is the U-turn now is taken, U-turn towards the wrong direction. So this buraqaba will help to prevent that happening, that a person keeps reminding himself, spend some few minutes meditating on this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Ma asabaka min hasanatin fa min Allah. Whatever good reaches you, it is from Allah. Let Allah ta'ala accept all the efforts. And let Allah ta'ala grant us a topic. Perhaps we might still have a chance of one more discussion. inshallah, tomorrow if Allah wills, we'll discuss a few other things. In InshaAllah. Allah ta'ala give us a topic. Subhanallah, Ibihamdihi. Subhanakallah, bihamdik. Ibihamdik. la ilaha illa, anta na spakfiruka.